Vance, Char, Misk, the three of you find yourselves very, very uncomfortable for a moment. You are in a very dark room. It's smoldering hot. Char, you and Vance particularly have never been this uncomfortably hot before. You can feel the uh, the pressure of the room just pressing down on you from all directions. Of course, you're also still trying to acclimate, not just to the new atmosphere of wherever you are, but from the trip that you just took. Your ears are all filled with pressure and that you, they feel like they really need to pop. Your eyes are out of focus uh, you're glancing around the room trying to sort of gather yourselves. Vance, as you and Char are still trying to, like I said, come to terms with this new place, Misk, your body quickly falls back into a stride. You see Vance down on his knees, his hands to his ears, shaking his head, trying to regather himself. Char in a similar state and looking around the room, it looks like this room has been long destitute. Deserted. There are these scarlet curtains dangling over a large window off to your right. They're torn down completely on one side. Uh, there's a four-poster bed to your left. It's bare, except for these great tufts of black feathers that have been pulled through holes that are ripped in the mattress. Uh, there's a very large rug stretched across the black stone floor, but it's ashen and frayed all over. And you also see on the floor the same infernal runes and the glyphs and the circle uh, that was used to transport you here, they are now etched and burned into the floor, glowing orange into the stone and into the rug. You also notice that your brother is not here. Real quickly, Char, you and Vance both roll me a constitution save. So it's a 19. Mine's a dirty 20. Woohoo! Okay. So you're both coming around. It's still taking you time. It's going to take you a few minutes, but you're successfully acclimating at the moment. I'm going to pull out my rapier and run over to Char and grab him by the collar of his shirt. You idiot. What did you do to my brother? Char, you're being lifted up by your shirt, and Misk, you notice as you grab him, you are able to lift him very, very easily. Oh, yes. Like a rag doll. Oh. You notice as you're being lifted up, and you can tell it's misc. I mean, obviously. Am I, am I, like, capable of... Have I gathered myself? Not fully. Things are still kind of fuzzy. Uh, you, you can hear her, but it's like your ears are full of water. You know, that sound, that feeling. Uh, but you're, you can hear her, and you can see her, just not well. It's also very dark. It was the only way. You lied to us. You lied to me and saw you said to get in and out. You said you needed both of us, and you stabbed him in the chest. I needed him to get in. I need you to get out. Vance, you're coming around. Your eyes are starting to uh, focus. You see her holding Char up by the scruff of his robes, just easily lifting him up off the ground. You also see that her eyes are glowing like bright golden fire. She's... She also seems bigger, like she's growing. You're kind of shaking your head looking up, and it literally looks like she is growing. And you hear this sound as two very large wings rip free from her back. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Just snapping her cloak free from around her neck onto the ground. Her rapier, it changes to a very large longsword swathed with red flames. 
tell me right now. How do I get him back? And I'm gonna put the point of the sword up to his throat. I mean, he's a tiefling. He's probably here, right? You stabbed him in the chest and he's not here. We're in his room. He's not here. Where did he go? Well, you should ask him. I will cut your arm off right now. Char, you could have warned me. Wow. I mean, I didn't even know this was going to happen. What? I don't understand. I didn't think you'd I didn't think you'd go along with it if you knew. So after Servant says that, Miss mm-hmm. is going to throw Char against the four poster bed. Okay. Char, uh but roll me 2d6s. I got a 5. Okay. So you take non-damage. You feel this, like whatever this bed is made from, it does not crack, it does not break. Uh, if anything is broken, it feels like maybe some of your ribs uh, as she just slams you against this very, very strong and hard frame. Miss looks over at Servance mm-hmm. and she puts her hand, or she has her sword in her hand mm-hmm. and she puts the point of it. On the to the ground okay. and starts walking over to Servants. Okay, kind of like dragging it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like that. Roll me a d twenty. Fifteen. Okay. You feel the rage burning up inside of you like fire. You're managing it. You're still in control, but you feel like you could very easily just. You endure flashes of memory as you're walking toward Vance, dragging the tip of your sword on the floor. You are flashed back to. A very similar thing, and you realize this is something that you always used to do when approaching an enemy in the battlefield because it portrayed that you were in complete control. You see flashes of you on battlefields waging wars against the other hells as you walk towards Servants. It almost stops you for a, like, you know, it kind of surprises you, but if anything, it just fuels your rage. Vance, big golden devil walking towards you. I don't even understand what's happening right now. You and Char lied to me and Saul, and now he's dead. Don't act like you didn't know. And she's going to run over to him. Okay. And she's going to try to slash at him. Advance? Yeah, with the sword. Okay. I mean, if she's lunging, I was going to pull out my uh, great sword. Okay. And try to parry it. Okay, cool, cool. So I'll tell you what let's do then. Let's just have contesting... Uh, attack rolls. My, mine's not technically an attack. I was just That's gonna... okay. Just go ahead and roll it anyway. 21. 19. Okay. So you bring your sword slashing down toward him. He brings his... Are you talking about your great sword? I'm talking about the Hellburner blade. Oh, gosh. You rip the handle loose from your back and bring it up, and the uh, the power of the blade quickly just thrusts outward just in the nick of time to meet as her blade comes down. And when it does, the eye opens up on the handle and it burns bright red. I mean bright red. And you hear a voice in your mind, Vance, and it says, Yes. (laughs) At at last. Kill Kill her, Vance. And I need you to make me a charisma safe. Hmm. That's a 13. Misk, you look down as Vance holds the sword up and it quickly slashes out and blocks your uh, your thrust downward and you see that scar on his face burn. And when I say burn, I mean like 
it starts smoking. Oh my like there, god! There's a, there's a black smoke rising up from that scar that's cut down his face, and the eye it's already open, but it's like another lid opens inside of it, and it just peels the eye back on his face. It's bigger than the other one. It is solid black with a red pupil on his face. On his face. And you just hear this laughter coming out from him that does not sound at all like Vance. <laughs> he rises up to his feet. Uh, he's the same body, same everything, but you feel this presence emanating from him. And it is frightening. Char, what are you doing? I'm sitting on the bed. Laying on I'm the bed. Like, <laughs> oh, he says a bad word. <laughs> He's like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) He pushes your sword arm back, Misk. And uh, standing in front of you is just laughing. There's no words coming out. Vance, make me another attack roll. I'm dead. Misk, you can also make me another attack roll. 14. You got a 13. Wow. Dang, these are close. Uh, Your swords clash, uh, and it doesn't hit you with a strike. But as your swords hit, there is this, like, darkness that radiates off of it, and it burns your skin, Misk. Like, it literally burns your skin. And when it does, you take two damage. When I say burn, it doesn't feel like fire. Uh, It feels just wrong. Uh, It's necrotic. Looks like first blood in the hills will be a princess. How fitting. Uh, Char, still resting on the bed? I'm like, well, she's she's looking over there, so, uh, yeah, might as well not do anything to jeopardize that. <laughs> Char, you are watching, regathering yourself, trying to figure out what to do, uh, or just trying to, you know, stay out of her sight. You hear something, a low hum, similar to the one that you've already heard recently, the one that brought you guys here. There is this, uh... This noise, it sounds like someone yelling, but from a very, very great distance, like from rooms over. And it sounds like it's getting closer and closer and closer. Honestly, it sounds like someone falling and screaming. And literally a hole opens up in the ceiling and out of it, coming crashing onto the floor, is a redskin tiefling. Hey. See, he's fine, he's fine. (laughs) He has a dagger stuck in his chest, so... <laughs> I've got first aid. If that's going to happen and Misk hears that and sees that... Yeah, it falls like right next to you. She's going to literally like take herself away from battle. Vance, make me a charisma saving throw. Okay, that's a 19 plus 5, so 24. That is good enough. So, Vance, you are seeing all of this that has been happening... Uh, you're out of control. Someone else has taken the driver's seat in your body. And uh, you are, I'm, I'm sure, trying to wrestle it back. Uh, and right as this portal opens and Saul comes crashing down in front of the room and it, it grabs his attention for just a second, you're able to sort of get a foothold and take back your own mind. And uh, you all see as Vance kind of stumbles back and his, his head kind of like jerks back and forth and his hands go up to his face uh, and he's covering his eyes. Ugh. After a moment of battle, you, you're able to sort of force him back. And as you do, you just hear that same... 
a strange place. It's sort of indeterminate. It's hard to tell where you are. Uh, in fact, it's kind of hard to tell where anything is. It's sort of formless and dark, cold. You are there for a time, but it's 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 not like it was before. You know that wherever you are, this is something new. It's it's familiar, but still different enough that you don't think you've ever been here. It's this just sort of nowhere. Uh, it's not the void, because it's not void of everything. There is light, there is sight you can see, and you can hear, and you can feel, but it's still just empty. Until you begin to notice something. You notice the sound of footsteps approaching. They're very echoey. Um, you look... I was, well, I would say you look from your left to your right, but you really have no uh, source of direction here. Nothing, uh, no point of reference. But you just kind of spin and look, and in the just endless gray, formless space, you hear these footsteps echoing from all around you, but they do seem to be getting louder. Who, who goes there? You don't hear a response, but you continue to hear these footsteps, and uh, as you are looking around, you do see... Uh, it's almost like there's a sort of fog all around you. Are you moving at all, or just staying in one place? Um, if I could determine where the footsteps are coming from, I would move that way slowly, but... I would say that one moment you feel like they're coming from this direction, and you start moving in, in that direction, and then they sound like they're coming from behind you, and you turn and, and move in that way. It's very um, confusing and disconcerting, but after moving around and kind of pushing your way through this fog, you call out who goes there. You see this person seemingly take form right in front of you. You see a, a gentleman is probably a, one of the easiest ways to describe him. He's wearing a long-sleeved coat with uh, sleeves that kind of flare out. It's a charcoal coat uh, that goes down to about his knees with a bright silver vest underneath, mm -hmm. uh, solid black shirt, charcoal-matching pants, and no shoes. You can see this very clearly in spite of the fog because as he is stepping forward, this, uh, this misty fog is, is just clearing out before him. Being pressed out from him. You also see as he approaches in, in the dimness, glowing purple eyes. This gentleman walks forward. You see his long hair. Uh, it's dark. And you notice his form. He, he is uh, clearly elven, except his skin is as black as the darkness itself. He stops about 10, 15 feet in front of you with one hand on a hip with his coat pulled back on that side. Who are you? Hello, Sotsaris. How, um, how are you? <laughs> I should be dead. Who are you and how did I get here? What, where is here? Well, this is a sort of nowhere, honestly. It's uh, between places, you could say. I've prepared this place for us to meet. It is a... You see, well... Sorry about that whole stabbing in the chest murder business. It's nothing nothing personal. You were behind that? Behind it? No, no. But I, you could say I did play a party to it. And 
at least in some way. I, I provided Chugginsus with the, uh, the ritual. You see, he, he and I go way back. You could say that um, I'm a mutual friend to he and Sir Vance after all. So I am in the in-between with the friend of a psychopath. What is your name? We'll... Well, oh, all right. I, I suppose I can give you something. Let's see. Name. Which... I, I have a lot of names. It sort of comes with the territory being mortal. But... <laughs> Uh, you can call me The Shade. I particularly like that one. It is, of course, very dramatic, but, well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy a bit of drama. I'm to call you Shade. The Shade. <laughs> Only my friends call me Shade, Saul. <laughs> you can call me Sassaurus. Of course. Of course, a prince among tieflings, yes. He just glares. Well, um, I suppose you're probably wondering why I'm here. Uh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm kind of wondering how I'm alive, really. Well, you can thank your god, your, um... Hey, Lord. Uh, yes, your lord, your... What do, you, what do you call him? Your boss? I don't know. Paylor, yes. The, uh, the benevolent god of life. You, having been touched by the god... And I don't mean that in a sort of uh, figurative way. I mean it literally coming in physical contact. It, it's made you different from most mortals. Don't get me wrong, you're not immortal. But you have been affected by him. Which I am to understand is the reason that you are still somehow holding on. Holding on indeed. Ha but... What do you have to do with this? Why am I not standing before Paylor? Well, that's actually, that's actually my fault. Uh, you see, when, when I discovered that you were one of his agents, let's say, and I knew that my friends needed you for this ritual, uh, I, I sort of put a little, little spell, you could say, on you. It's actually quite clever, one of my own design, that has hidden you from the view of the gods. Uh, I've been using it for years. You see, you and I are similar in that way. I also have been touched by the gods, although in my case it, it is involved many more than simply Paylor himself. Which one? All of them. So, so what are you? An in-between for the gods? What? Uh, I'm not here to get into my own personal history. We'll save that story for another day. But there is some business that we should discuss, and it is a bit uh, time-sensitive, you understand. Oh, I have little to no time. Right, when, when Paylor found that uh, you had been killed, because he obviously felt that, he was quite angry, and, um, well, he found me, uh, and he was displeased, and so I'm here on his behalf. <laughs> and, um, well, you could say that, uh, that I, I'm doing him a solid. And he gives a big toothy grin, and you notice that his, uh, his canines are kind of pointed. A solid. Yes, I've come here to, uh, well, to deliver this message for him, since he still can't speak with you just yet. Uh, so you're hiding me from Paylor, so you get to tell me what Paylor said. 
No, 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 I'm not still doing it. It's, it's not like I'm hiding you from him. I hid you from him, and these things take time to, well, fade, and it's all tricky. I, 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 semantics, Sotsaris, semantics. It's simple. You have a choice to make. You've been killed, sacrificed, if you will. <laughs> but murdered. Your life force still persists. And so I'm here to, uh, to give you a choice. You must decide whether you are going to uh, return to the mortal coil, uh, Manumi, the natural plane, and continue the task uh, to which Paylor has set you. Or are you going to continue on to the hells and uh, rejoin your sister and the human, of course, the... Uh, <laughs> the disgraced paladin, and the elf touched by fire. That's not a choice. And yet it is a choice that you must make. Aban you want me to abandon Misk? Or to risk going to the hells and losing the world? I don't want you to do anything, Sitsaris. I expected you to be dead, frankly. A dagger to the heart is not a thing that one can easily survive. Here I stand. Yes, you do. And your god would like for you to return to the task at hand. But I am giving you a choice. Saul pulls a cigar out of his breast pocket. Would you like a cigar, Shade? He kind of stops and he kind of like twiddles his fingers on his lips. He goes, uh, yes, yes, you know, I think... I think I will, actually. He uh, hands him one, pulls one out for himself. You hand it to him, and you see the end immediately just alight with a purple flame. Saul lots his. So let me ask you a question. Of course, ask away. If I go to the hells, does the hells move at the same time? If I spend a year in the hells, how much... Will it be a day in Manumi? Will it be a century? Well, you have, uh, you've made this trip once, haven't you? And uh, well, I understand your sister did as well. Was the time congruent? No. Not even close. It is, it is very difficult to predict. This is a thing that, uh, it's, it, it's not a simple answer here. The truth is, yes, it, it could move at the same pace as the time on Manui, or it could move much quicker, or it could or move... Or changes every time is what you're getting at. Because I'm sure that you know, actually, if you have spoke this much to the gods. Well, you presume that the hells are the domain of the gods, but you know better than that, don't you? I don't presume anything. It's simple, I don't know, said Saris, I can't tell you. There is a good chance if you go to the hells, then time will speed along. There's also a chance that it will slow down and you will return mere days since the opening of the portal into the hells. <laughs> there is simply no way to know without... Great risk. Well, anything worth doing is worth risking, isn't it? But there is one thing I can tell you for certain. Char and Vance have made arrangements to not only go to the Hells, but to return. And that cost will certainly 
claim the life of your dear sister. Saul takes a long draw on his cigar. What will you do, Satsaris? Will you continue with the journey assigned to you by your god, which of course is a great task, altruistic and godly and righteous, to save all of life by stopping the machinations of the unchained? Or will you save your big sister? I think abandoning either would be evil. Perhaps. See, my mind takes me somewhere, though. What if I could do both? <laughs> you, no, no, you laugh. I'll make you a bet. Are you a gambling man? Oh, I've dabbled, certainly. But what, what, what could you possibly have to offer me? You are a tiefling trapped in a timeless, spaceless place. What, what, what do you have? More cigars? I can get all of them that I want. <laughs> uh, Listen, friend. I'm either going back to Manumi or to the Hells. In the Hells, I am the prince of one of the most powerful kingdoms. Power doesn't really interest me. I've been down the power road. I've been down the wealth road. <laughs> I'm not really looking for riches. It doesn't really... Then what is the shade looking for? Knowledge? <laughs> Understanding, I suppose. I mean, you don't know any dragons, do you? <laughs> uh, uh, of course you don't. Actually, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Don't lie to me, child. He uh, reaches inside of his cloak and pulls out the dagger of Enrea. I'm more than a child. You pull out the dagger and he just kind of pauses. And you see his eyes grow wide. Where did you get this? <laughs> this was a gift. A gift? From one of the Dracon Kelly. I, uh... May I, may I see it? <laughs> I'd rather not part with it. Just hold it out. He, just, he kind of frustratedly steps up. He does. This... This does not belong to you. No. No, it does not. But it was given to me, so I'll keep it. And he puts it back in its scabbard. Alright. So what, what is this... What is this bet? If you somehow manage to both save your sister and stop the Unchained, then... What? My part of stopping the Unchained. Save my sister from... Dying at the hands of Sir Vance and us, making it to Fallen Grove to finish Paylor's will there, then you, one who owes God's favor, would owe Satsaris a favor. He gets a wicked grin. Perhaps you're not as foolish as I took you. You see, Shade, you're a man of a kindred heart of mine. And if you fail on either point, then you give me the location of your draconic friend. Sure. Sounds like a fair bet, don't you think? Yes, yes I do. I, um, I suppose we have a deal. Shall we shake on it? Yes, yes we shall. And he reaches out his hand. He extends a long-fingered black hand with slightly sharpened nails, but he has a firm grip. Perhaps we will meet again soon, Satsaris. I look forward to it. 
Or perhaps not. And he brings his other hand up in a flash quicker than you can see and just strikes you in the forehead with the palm of his hand. Your body just goes flying backwards into the fog and you disappear. He turns on a heel and begins walking away. Very interesting indeed. thing out of me so misk hears saul fall to the ground or whatever mm-hmm. and she turns her head and sees yes and she throws her sword down and runs over and by the time you reach him to him you have reverted to your tiefling form oh wow your wings have gone back in you've shrunk back down your eyes are normal and you fall down uh, there by your brother she lays over him pretty much, just mm-hmm. like hugging him. I mean, she hasn't realized there's still a dagger in his chest. She's just right. like so happy to see him. Saul, what? Where was you at? Was you dead? Are you? <laughs> Where's Char? <laughs> I need help. And he stands up and he just rips it out of his chest. A lot of blood okay. comes out with it. Uh, Miss, are you doing anything to heal him? Yeah, when she when he does that, I'll I'll uh, do healing word. I'm gonna walk over. I was going to try to use the lay on hands pull. Okay. You go over, and you do so. How much you wanting to use? Mm, Ten. Okay. You place your hand on him, and you saw you feel the wound closing in, and miss. how are you? Like, what are you saying? Because it's words. So he stood up and pulled that thing out of his chest. Yes. And then when I seen the blood, I kind of hold down on the, the hole in his chest. Well, right. you know, where it's... You know, before servants heals it. Sure. Be still. Stop moving so much. Okay. Roll, That's going to be my healing. Roll life. me 3D4s. <clears throat> That's okay, four. yeah. Four total plus four. So you get eight hit points back. Saul, and then you get ten from servants, and you feel that wound on your chest closing up. That takes me back up to full. Okay. Miss, roll me a perception check real quick. That's awful. You don't notice anything. Uh, so Vance, you walk up and you, you heal him. Misk, you heal him. Some devils just can't die. <laughs> do, do you smell that, Misk? It's almost intoxicating in here. Your eyes glow. I don't know. Saul stands up and draws his rapier mm-hmm. and starts walking towards Char. Okay. Uh, I mean, the thing's still active, right? Like... The contract or whatever? Yes, it is. You might want to be careful. Saul's going to test it. He wants to see if the ringing starts. The ringing starts. Saul uh, takes he takes his foot off the edge of the bed where he was getting ready to, you know... Just thrust this rapier through his jump chest? Jump on Char. Yep. Just ready to destroy Char. And uh, he takes two steps back. Stinking blood contract! What does it take? And he... uh slams his uh, rapier back into its sheath. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I'm glad to see you're okay. <laughs> oh. He just glares. First chance I get, Char. First chance I get. Misk runs over to Char 
punches him in the face. <laughs> Char just takes it stoically, doesn't try to block or anything. <sighs> you take one damage? Yes, one damage. Yeah, that's what you get. One damage, bruh. Well, that puts me to even 30, and having 31 really bothered me. <laughs> well, see, I helped you. <laughs> there you go. You Punch listen. Him Punch him again. Punch him again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You better be glad you have that blood contract. He would kill you, and I'd let him. He'd try, but he's okay. You can see. It's all part of the plan. <sighs> so arrogant. He doesn't look killed to me. <sighs> no. No, Misk. I I did die. She lets or gets away from Char and looks at Saul. What happened? Tell me. Things are moving faster than we thought. We have to get back to Ma Numi as soon as possible. So, Servance, where are we going, Servance? And he, like, doesn't watch him whenever he's he's just hoping he responds. Walks over to the window and pulls back. This is not how I left it. Wants to pull back the curtain or the shutter and look outside. Okay, you look outside, and so from where you are, uh, where you live, this mansion, very Victorian-style uh, you guys are now taking a moment to take in the surroundings, the room. Everything's made basically of stone, uh, like a black stone, sort of obsidian, but not exactly obsidian. It's dark in here. Um, Vance, you have a little trouble seeing because you don't have dark vision, right? Right. Except for out of the, uh, the scarred eye, that one seems to be seeing just fine. It's a little bit disconcerting. Hmm. It's a little bit disconcerting. You can see uh, it's it's dark. It seems to be night here to Vance and to Char. Of course, Miss and Saul now more than you know moments ago. You remember it, it's always it's always like night here. It's dark. There's no sun. There's no sunlight here. Just the the you know the glowing light of the flames. You look out the window, Saul, and. Uh, there is there seems to be a lot less smoke than you remember. This is definitely the, your old room, the one that you uh, left from when you entered into the natural plane. And actually, now that you think about it, with all this noise and all of this commotion that you guys have been doing here in the room, you are a little surprised that uh, no one has come to investigate. Misk, come look at this. The burning circle doesn't burn like it should. I think Serastus has been losing without us. Of course he has. Two of his best generals. Aye, but less smoke means water, you think? Hmm. Yep. I could think of better groups to be losing to than those. Where are we going, Vance? We need to get to Astral Plane. And your informant told you how to do that? Not exactly. Great. Yeah. You should know your way around down here, right? Yes. I know the burning circle like the back of my hand. The others? Yes. I could take you to any of the circles of hell, I guess. But you would certainly be better off if I knew where we were trying to get to. We're just here to have fun. Isn't that right, Sir Vance? Oh, yes. Um, no. You know why I'm here. Right, right, right. We're finding uh, that guy. What's his name? His name is Guy. Oh, that's why I couldn't remember it. <sighs> you 
killed me and drug us all to the nine hells to retrieve one soul. You don't seem killed to me. I didn't know he was going to kill you. Wait, what? He's a psychopath. How did you get back? Have you ever heard of Paylor? Yeah. I don't believe that. He's met him. I've met him. It wasn't my time. I doubt I'll get another pass, though. Hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to be very helpful. Well, we're running out of time. That's another thing. Time moves differently here. How so? (laughs) It's different. It depends on what plane you're in, what circle you're in, where you're going back to. For all we know, it's already been a year on Monumi. Vance, make me another constitution saving throw. Constitution? Mm Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Total? Yeah. You're doing a lot of sweating. Woo. Like a lot of sweating. What's the name of the sword? The Hellburner. Vance, are you okay? I'm okay right now. You realize that sword's banished for a reason? Um, well, it's kind of too late for that now. You can't drop it. I don't think that's how that works. We need to get rid of that sword. I have a contract with it. A blood contract? Um, similar. Really? Oh my goodness. Hey, Char. Yeah? So your senses are finally settling in. Uh, It's uncomfortably hot. And hearing and sight even aren't exactly the same way they were. Which is probably interesting to Char. Uh, everything is uh, seems to be a little hazy here. You know how it looks like when you're looking at something over top of blacktop that's super hot? It's kind of hazy. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, that's sort of the way that your vision is uh, is acclimating. And you also notice that the air that you're breathing has a sort of smoky, ashen quality to it. And, uh, man, it's, it's making you hungry. Mm, hickory smoked air. I'd like to... Oh, boy. I want a perception check. Okay. It's terrible. Okay, what is it's it? seven. What are you trying to perceive, just generally? General I was perception. just... Yep, I'm just doing a check of the perimeter. Well, I mean... Just, um, I've not went out the door yet, but I'm in general heading that way. Right. And uh, with my home not being like my home, by now guards should have been all over us. You know, an imp would have scurried in and out the window by now if this had been anything like normal. Right. You uh, you step out into the hallway. What are you doing? I'm just going over to the door and seeing if it's still intact. Um, if it is, I'll listen. Door is intact. Uh, it hasn't been, like, broken down. But you notice that everything in here is has a pretty healthy layer of ash on it. It doesn't really dust here, but it ashes. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Mm, except just the first part. Right, right. Seems like no one's been in here in a while. For an indeterminate amount of time. So Miss goes over and picks up her cloak off the ground. Yes. And puts it back on. Okay. And walks over to Saul, puts a hand on his shoulder. Right. If Tom is moving quickly up there and we don't have much of it, we need to go now. We can't just sit here and wait for someone to come barge in and kill us. We don't exactly want people to know we're here. We just need to make sure there's nothing here as we try to get out. I'm not really scared now. We go to the stables, see if there's nightmares, and go from there. You want to take a nap? You're an idiot, Char. Maybe. 
Char, why don't you just stay in the back? Of what? And remember. Servants, how do we get rid of the contract? How did we get rid of the other contract? Willingly. As far as, like, the provisions, the only way to get free of the contract is to get them back out. No, no, no. I mean the uh, the contract between him and his sword is what oh. I'm talking about. Mm. What's up with all these contracts in season three? That's all I got to say. Paul's thinking about going to law school. This is less of a contract. Yeah, it's not really as much of a contract. More of a... A deal? More of a bond. He's my patron. Oh, he's a patron. So you're locked in with that sword, eh? Yeah. I think your only bet... <laughs> the only way you're going to get rid of it is to get to the astral plane. But you can't be trusted. At any point, it could take over you, and either of us could die. Or all of you. Seems and that... Uh, I can't really defend myself because someone has a contract on me. Seems that he wants to take over the hills. He wants to rule over the hills. I think that's his goal. You hear a voice in your head, Vance. Quit bantering with this prince. We had a deal. All right, Misk. Yeah? I say we move surreptitiously. It's sad because we have to watch for things that might attack us and for the people in this room that might attack us. We won't attack you. We need you. Char, you already killed my brother. Okay? He's not killed. Look at him. I'm not <laughs> listening to anything you have to say, and I don't have a blood contract with you, so I think you should remember that. You should probably stay on my good side. But keep in mind, if anything happens to me, something happens to him. That's not true. I don't think. Immovable object. Meet unstoppable force. Come on, children. And Saul opens the door. Which one am I? You open the door, and <laughs> uh, you glance down the hallway oh, you see no one there are you know lamps hanging on the walls that are usually lit and they do glow with a fiery ember but it's very low what do you do i, I want to begin casting fine steed okay takes what 10 minutes yeah okay misk uh, draws her sword okay what is it now just a rapier just a rapier again okay she draws her rapier and looks at it. Mm-hmm. Just confused, really. She, I mean, it was awesome how she became awesome and big and awesome. Yeah. But it's also very confusing. Isn't it? While it just went away and... Mm. It's odd. So she has it drawn, walking with Saul. I wish that Saul had seen it. You guys continue... Uh, are you, okay, so are you all trying to be sneaky? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead and give me a group stealth check. Vance, are you using chainmail? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe that means you have. I just rolled a nat twenty. Advantage. I got an eighteen on the dice. I rolled a nat twenty, bruh. Yeah, so that's a fourteen for me. Okay. Got an eighteen plus six, so a twenty-four. Okay, and sure. What was I adding to that again? I rolled a two, so it probably doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> st- stealth. Stealth. It's a two. Oh boy. Yeah. As a group, you all succeed. Yay! Um, wow. <laughs> you're sneaking down this hall, Saul, as you are. The devil's carrying everybody. You have a lot of deja vu. You remember walking up and down these halls. You remember your life here. It's sort of, I don't want to say flashing before your eyes, but that's that's basically what it's doing. You're getting these flashes, like smoky memories, hazy memories that are forming as you're walking down this hall. 
Mm-hmm. You go a distance. You come out into like an open, uh, like an antechamber that has a staircase. You go down the stairs. It's just as you remember it, decorated just as you remember. It's like you. It's like just like you left it yesterday. If that makes sense. Except, ash has settled all over everything. Oh man. You hear no one. It's like, it's like they left the day I did. Continue down the stairs to the front door. Yep. You open the door. Step out onto the uh, stone streets. And you are, once again, gifted memories of the hells. Memories of imps and creatures flying above you. The smell of ash and charcoal and the... uh, the blasting heat coming off of the mountain that this kingdom is built into the side of. But it's cooler than you remember out here. Don't get me wrong, it's still hot, but it's cooler. And you don't hear the sounds of shrieks on the wind. You don't hear the uh, the calls of imps and creatures. You don't see the great churning flames coming from every building around you. You see this stone, blackened Victorian city before you, like 1800s, late 1800s London. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But everything is black. Everything is slick. And there's still smoke rising from all over the city, but it is in small tendrils rather than great billowing cylinders of smoke. And you see a city that has been raised. Raised. R A Z E D. It's been lifted up. Oh. Wiped out. Saul, this is this is bad. This is beyond bad. Serastus may not even be alive. And I think that is where we're going to end this episode. Welcome to hell. That's Char's laugh. (laughs) (laughs) This place doesn't seem as hellish as I thought it would be. We ended. (laughs) (laughs) We've ended, Char. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the burning circle of the hells. We're here. Things aren't exactly as uh, maybe we thought they were going to be. Thank you for listening. This has been Make Believe Heroes. An actual play, fifth edition, Dungeons, Dungeons and, and Dragons adventure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we still have Saul. To everyone's surprise, it's a miracle. But at what cost? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. there's always a cost. I'm gonna die. Shout if you die in hell, do you die in real life? That's a good question. Uh, shout out to one of our patrons, Alexis Berrigan. Thank you so much, Alexis, for being. A patron at make at well, not makebelieveheroes.com slash patreon at patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. You get it uh, are the flames of the burning circle. Alexis. Beneath our wings. The circle of fire. Yep, okay. Uh thank you for listening. once again, just a quick reminder, we are going on a short hiatus. But we will return in January with brand new episodes picking up right here in the burning circle who knows what dangers await and if you were like oh i just i can't i can't wait that long i gotta have something well we are going to be doing some special episodes for our patrons 
just like we do every month, we do the uh, the MBH Play series where we play different RPGs and things like that. And we're working on a Christmas special for everyone that'll be coming out hopefully toward the end of December. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what we might be able to work out otherwise, but we are going to try and use this time away from releasing episodes to get ahead, get caught up. And I just want to say thank you to all of our fans for understanding and for the uh, the outpouring of support that we've had. Uh, everyone just, you know, being really cool and understanding. We really do appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. And um, I hope that you're excited about what's to come. Also, a quick reminder, BattleBards.com, our amazing friends who let us use their awesome sound effects, music, and soundscapes. You should check them out and use the code Podcast to get 15% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription. That's enough from us. Goodbye for a few weeks. We'll be thinking of you. We love you. <laughs> Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. I spray her in the eyes with my mace. <laughs> with your mace. I've, it says I've got mace on my character sheet. <laughs> Semantics. I have a feeling that that could have went a whole lot worse. What do you mean it could have went a whole lot worse? What would have been worse? Like one of us could have died. I was going to kill Char. Yeah, but you didn't. I still got a chance to. Yeah, do you want to roll that back? Yeah, you wanna, <laughs> we can just take it all. <laughs> Remember, if I go down, then he goes down too. Well, he wasn't—he wasn't alive yet. He was in the box. He's the cat, you know. Exactly. A wise man once told me about a guy's cat. <laughs> we were talking about Schrodinger's cat earlier. <laughs> There's no intro here. None. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now there is. <laughs> That was a classic one. That really sounds like a normal intro for us. I mean, it really does, but it's just, we're just not using it. Maybe I'll stick at the end as a blooper. That that, that red light real bad. Real bad. Who was it? It went into the, blew off the color scale. (laughs) That was Alan. That was me. Okay. That's what I thought. All right, here we go.